what I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape, or form, is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. They do not. Do too. They do not. Do too. What is up, everybody? Welcome to season two of Rotten Potatoes. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. The uh, RP boys are back in town. We're back in town. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other good back uh, lines? Yeah, can we just... We'll do that for about 40 minutes. And just then, come up with back. And then uh, we'll just go home. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That's what the fans want in season two. Just lots of back. Jake, <laughs> I ain't baby no hollaback girl. Hmm. Now you have to come up with one. Why? Well, I got nothing. <laughs> how do you? How do you beat? Why did you only address Stefani? that to Jake? Uh, I don't know because yeah. we had both said one. Because I was uh, I true. was talking some trash before the podcast, and he ain't gonna holler back. You know okay. that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to season two of Rotten Potatoes. If you don't know what this is, this is a podcast with four friends talking about movies you absolutely should have already seen by this point. Um, and yeah, we are we are gonna bring it this season. We are back better than ever we're more rotten than before episode 40 we're doing the same movies as last year in the same order <laughs> so welcome back to i'm excited uh, to get into stand by me yeah that was what i prepped yeah well before we jump into our movie uh scott did some interesting work for us over the break i and, did and did some a little bit of a analytics breakdown uh, about do you have that open in front of you? I do, I do. But why don't you pull it open as well, and I've, I'll kind of vamp until you have it. I think that uh, Zach's numbers should all have an asterisk by them because he had one fewer movies than the rest of us. Yeah, so it just means that his numbers would have gone higher, not or necessarily. Lower. Like, well, it depends <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> I was going to nominate The Room as my last one. So See, that may so yeah, my numbers. We'll never know. So Scott did a little bit of a breakdown for us about who, uh, like a couple of different categories, which one of us nominated the best movies from our perspective, which one of us nominated the best movies from IMDb's perspective, and which one of us uh, picked the best movies from uh, the other guy's perspective. Right, Scott? That was kind yeah, of the... that's kind of the breakdown. And then there was one other thing, too. I just also went through and looked at how we rated all the movies. And so, on average, uh, Zach, you rated things a, a 72%. Mm. I rated things a 69%. Jake, 73%. Nice. <laughs> and Tyler, 76%. So, on average, Tyler rated things the highest. I rated things the lowest. And you guys were in between. Nice. That sounds about right. Yeah. And then as far as who had the best, uh, the best work, uh, we, <laughs> work. we rated <laughs> the best work. Yeah. And according to each other, uh, we rated my movies at 72%. We rated Jake, uh, Zach's movies at 71%. Wait, wait, we rated on average, my movies lower than yours. 1%. Yeah. Okay. 1% less. Jeez. We rated Jake's movie 66%. So 4%. <laughs> you know what? The, the critics are going to exaggerate or 5%, me. 5% lower. <laughs> and then we rated Tyler's movies 81%, 10% higher yeah. than yours. Woo, woo, woo. 9% higher than mine. That sounds so. right. Yeah. It's just because I pick exclusively good movies. 
Well, by but, our standard. But according, <laughs> according to uh, the other guys, I averaged 80%. Zach averaged 88%, so much higher than mine. Jake, 84% higher than mine. And Tyler, 82% higher than mine. So I had the lowest according to uh, the other guys. And then according to IMDb, I was at 7.9. Zach, you were at 8. Jake, you were also at 7.9. And Tyler was actually at 7.8. I thought I beat you. Did you have no, to rerun those numbers? Yeah. I had two top tens in there, though. Yeah, but <laughs> you you nominated Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite got like a seven something, but it, that's still not that high. <clears throat> For high, it's MGD. not going to beef up your numbers. So we'll yeah. we'll just uh, the TLDR on that is we loved Tyler's movies, we hated Jake's movies, uh, but he, according to the other reviewers, had better movies, except for then Zach, except for Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Good work, everybody. Let's keep it up this season. Jake, you know, put a little extra effort in, but like no the rest I of us like know, what we like, know what we like and recommend those movies. Yeah. <laughs> no. I got to stand you've, by my principles. You've now participated in season one. <laughs> like, you know what we like. Now. I participated. You did. I gave you the trophy. Remember? <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> it's in a, it's in like a shadow box yeah. on my mantle. Mm-hmm. Participation trophy for actually jake is the one who gave us the participation trophies yeah i did i got us i got us all some rotten potatoes merch uh not available for anybody else I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. exclusively for for boys on the pod and, and dan. dan who oh yeah dan got one too did yeah. you actually get dan one yeah, yeah. oh okay I he's know. our hr guy yeah, yeah. Is, is he supposed to call in today i don't know we'll see oh We'll he's see. He's a busy man, you know? Yeah. He's he's still working out uh, contracts. Our, our taxes He's locking, locking yeah. down deals. He's <laughs> late on giving me my W-2. Uh, <laughs> but just me. You guys all got yours, I guess. I haven't even filled out my W-4 yet. I'm still getting what checks is. from last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not. I still have not gotten a single check from last year. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're uh, we're kicking off uh, season two. We're we're in the month of February, and so we thought, what better time for us to slather in some romantic movies? Because mm-hmm. last year we more or less avoided them, and we are very generous with the term romantic, <laughs> <laughs> as you'll see in the coming weeks. But I want I I, I want to be clear about why February is romance month for us. It's the month that Dan met his wife Athena. Is it really? Yeah. That yeah. was what this movie was about. It- <laughs> <laughs> when Dan met Athena. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they changed the name to protect Dan's identity. Got but, it. Got but it. we're now ruining that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Dan. Jake, did we violate some sort of contract by you saying that? You know what? Uh, it's unclear. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just deduct his pay this year. <laughs> what pay? I'd have to pay you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> leave it up. We'll leave it up to the lawyers, yeah. you know? They can battle it out. Those are my parents, by the way. My parents are are, are our lawyers. lawyers. Yeah. yeah. But wait, do I? Are they representing me and you guys? Sort of. That seems, <laughs> that seems like a conflict, a conflict of interest. But, uh, it's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> unclear if I'm being represented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. I asked them once, and they threw some like really complicated legal words at me. So I just assume you're good. But when you signed a contract to join this, you you signed that you would never hire any lawyers besides them. I think you forged my signature on that. <laughs> I don't even know what your name is. 
if you ever get a chance to look at my signature, it, it will never look the same as it did the time that I signed there. So I don't think you <laughs> can prove that I signed solid, anything. This is some solid banter. See, I told you guys we'd be back and more rotten than before. <laughs> more <It is> rotten. <laughs> yeah. More rotten than ever. More rotten and more potato than <laughs> season one. It, less movie than season less one. Less movie. That was what people yeah. told us. Like, you're talking about the movies too much. What's your, what's your uh, favorite kind of potatoes, guys? <laughs> you know what? I'm a big fan of the French fry. Some papas fritas. Yeah, or a, a, a hash brown. I like a good hash brown. See, I'm not a hash brown guy. Really? I get, and I, I feel like people are going to hate this, but I get, I go to Costco and I get uh, some dehydrated hash browns. They come in a carton. I don't remember what they're called, but uh, well, you I just love put them. water on them. Yeah, you, then... you put water on them and then you put them on the pan and you fry them. They're instant mashed potatoes. They're just hash browns instead oh. of. They're super good. Though. Do you guys, do you guys put stuff on your baked potatoes? Yeah. I have a friend who just likes it dry. It's oh, just, does he, just, no. does he just pick up the potato and take a bite out of it? He'll skin and bake everything? it, but then nothing else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you need some butter, maybe some chives. Cheese. Tell us, tell Tommy Courtney. Oh, Tommy, Tommy. He, we're calling you out. He loves it dry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we should get to the movie. I yeah. Think. So you picked that you nominated this movie. What are we doing? I picked the movie. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be talking about when Harry met Sally, uh, which I think is um, a near perfect romantic comedy for a few different reasons that I'm sure we'll get into. One of the reasons I picked it though, is because we started last season with stand by me, which was a Rob Reiner movie, a Rob Reiner directed movie. And he directed this one too. So I thought it'd be fun to, to kind of get back to our roots a little bit. How many Episode Rob Reiners one. have we done now? This is our third. Wow. What was our second one? A uh, few good men. Mm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I like gave, uh, I like I had some Rob Reiner slander. You did. Episode. You were, I you was did. like kind of anti Reiner. You hit him hard. And I take it back. I take it all back. <laughs> I forgot. Like I, I was looking through his filmography and I was like, what was I thinking? Like he did this. He did the princess bride. Yeah. He's pretty solid. Yeah. He's, he's I'm, good. I'm I sorry. Like you don't our, remember. You're like, I think that I did this. I don't remember what I said, but I remember I was, I was pretty critical. I think I just don't like stand by me. Huh. But he, I, yeah, I, let's go ahead and jump back into that review. <laughs> <laughs> so there are these two guy, gangs, two and, gangs, you know, worst racing at. to get to the treasure. The, the keepers. How, how many Kiefer movies have we done? Two at least. Yeah, two at and least. And they're both Rob Reiner. Both, both Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that Kiefer Sutherland exists without Rob Reiner. Did nope. he uh, direct 24? He directed every single episode of 24. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this movie was released on July 21st, 1989. Uh, like we've already mentioned, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron. And uh, the other guys gave this a 91%. Solid wow. start. Pretty solid start. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.6. Yeah. That's a pretty big gap. It is. It is. Uh, but IMDb doesn't really IMDb go is harder to please, yeah. Uh with uh, this did uh, $93 million in the box office in 1989, which is pretty solid on a $16 million budget. Uh, it didn't get any Academy Awards, but it was nominated for best screenplay, original oh, screenplay. That's cool. Yeah. It was also on like this one film critics uh, list of like a thousand and one movies you absolutely should see before you die. Mm. So it definitely makes the, the cut of you absolutely should have seen this movie. And I think even AFI put it as number six in like their top 10 best romantic comedies. Mm. Can I just say that um, 
I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with the premise that this is a movie you should have seen. I don't think that some film critic put it in the top thousand movies you should have seen. What if it's a thousand and one? Who's it's got time to watch a thousand and one movies and who is this guy? What do you mean who... Like, like you don't think you're going to make... You're going to watch a thousand and one movies in your lifetime? Probably now that I watch 52 a year. <laughs> <laughs> At least. You still got a... I mean, well, like knock on wood. You still got a lot of life left. Yeah, who But knows? still, it takes you 20 years at that rate to yeah. do it. But I'm, ju- I'm 20 just 20 years is not that much. But like, who is this dude? Is this podcast going to last know. for 20 years though? <laughs> yes. I'm just, <laughs> it's not. I did not sign that contract. <laughs> the list isn't geared to people making movie podcasts. It's just to normal everyday people who will probably watch at least over a thousand and one movies but in their what lifetime. If, what, what if, if you I just make watch... a list and I call myself a film critic? Like anybody can put anything on the internet. You have yeah, that right. You have that right. But then does that qualify whatever movie I say? Yeah, but sure. what if I just watch Independence okay. Day every week for a year. That also <laughs> that works too. On like a Saturday mm-hmm. in my underwear with my dad or something. Yeah. You you you're saying you will not watch a thousand and one movies, but you will watch one movie a thousand, a thousand times. One times. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, is also fair. Just this last Saturday did watch Independence Day in my underwear with your father. So nice. <laughs> yeah. If there was a, if you had to pick a movie from season one that you had to watch a thousand and one times in your life, which movie would you choose? Oh, that's really tough. You really put me on the spot there. The social network. Yeah, I might agree with that one. No, I would say probably a few good men. You see, I was going to say like something like a few good men or there will be blood, but like that, like those are heavy. I and could long. not watch. I couldn't there watch will be blood. I, yeah, like, I couldn't watch that a thousand times. No. You know, like I'll watch that movie a few more times. Maybe, yeah. but I couldn't watch it. Th- like you got to watch something short and light and fun. Like you Memento. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Memento, uh, yeah. I will watch a thousand and one times this year. Actually. And still not understand it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'll watch it in chronological order, I'll watch it out of chronological order, I'll watch it backwards, and nothing's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, that's why I picked a few good men though, because for me, like it's not nearly as heavy as something like There Will Be Blood. And I don't even feel like it's as heavy as uh social network, like tonally and like everything like that. Like it's just very intense. Um, whereas for me, a few good men has like, it is a little bit, I mean the, the content, like what they're talking about is, is heavy, but I feel like Rob Reiner did it pretty like balanced. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not, it's like, I guess more what it's like, it, 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 it's quick and it's like, there's a lot going on. It's right. Dense, there's a lot of talking and it's just like, you really got to pay attention, you know? I'm going to stick with Independence Day because I know I've already seen it at least 50 times. So, so I'm on my way. You're on your way. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick Braveheart. It's just know? too long to watch that many times. Independent. How long was Independence Day? A l- significantly shorter. Well, yeah. Was it? Independence yeah. Day was. It feels long. long but it it's feels not so long. long. <laughs> That's something that I'm gonna have to go back and add in the uh, runtime. The runtime. Yeah. Just we have like a we have like a, a worksheet that we go back to to like find information about these other movies because so often we we talk about like oh yeah what did we rate that or who directed that movie that we reviewed three weeks ago and I don't have that information on hand. So we created this awesome spreadsheet. So I'll have to add uh run times. Can now. you also add longest speech and see if anything ever beats independence day? <laughs> <laughs> longest <laughs> speech. Oh man. So Zach, uh, you, you nominated this movie. Uh, I was, a uh, um, what do we call this? I forgot. 
newbie first timer late, late bloomer late, oh, late bloomer. bloomer yeah i was i was a late bloomer, it's not been late bloomer? long since we did our last episode i know <laughs> i think all of us were late bloomers you i one. i thought you had seen this no i'd never seen this Wait, oh, wow. you never seen it zach no i've seen it okay yeah. Scott's i mean, all the three that okay. didn't recommend it yeah i didn't realize that gotcha yeah so i was a, i was a late bloomer on it i had never seen it you guys never night had not either i knew no, all I, the like memorable like lines from it because of course it was just so culturally popular but uh yeah i'd never seen it before so zach we'll start with you then what was like your just like like immediate feeling getting back to watching this again um i uh so i had seen it once before and i remember liking it like enjoying it um but it didn't make a huge impression on me and this time around i liked it so much more than I did the first time. It was so much funnier than I remembered. And I think that maybe now that I'm just a little bit older and like maybe my humor is a little bit more cynical and kind of lived in Billy Crystal, um, I thought was just hilarious in this movie. Um, it was just like kind of depressing enough for me to like really like it, but also like Rob Reiner, he, he is good at kind of balancing that, that line, like you said, that he kind of does in A Few Good Men, um, where it doesn't feel like cheesy, like like it's a romantic comedy that doesn't feel cheesy to me, which I think is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Nora Ephron is just, I think like uh, we need to give her some credit too, because I feel like she's good at that as well. Um, just kind of creating these like really endearing, sweet romantic comedies that don't feel like you're watching a Hallmark movie. You know, like um, I was watching this with my with my wife and she was like, I've never even heard of this. And like, I like romantic comedies and like, I'm not to like bash on her, but I was like, babe, you've been watching like the Kmart romantic comedies, right? Like, Dear John and like John Tucker must die. Right. This is like Gucci romantic. Like this is like top drawer romantic comedy right here. <laughs> like you got to get to some Nora Ephron to, to get to that. Um, and I think that this, I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle. I have seen You've Got Mail which I know I told Jake was super boring. I don't think like I was going to pick it for this month. Spoiler. I didn't, uh, but I really don't know why you think it's boring. I was just messing with you. I don't, I like it. It's not my favorite, but I like you've got mail. I think it is a good movie. Um, but I like this one more. This feels like the quintessential, like Nora Ephron romantic comedy. Can I say something? Uh, sure. I didn't pick it specifically because of how boring you said it was. I was like, I got to pick something I know Zach. I, I I can't pick something I know Zach doesn't like for the first episode <laughs> because it's just going to be brutal, you know? Wow. And I wasn't emotionally ready for it yet. I, uh, I'm i kind of glad you didn't pick it because I feel like it would have felt a little too similar to this. Like yeah. two Nora Ephron movies back to back. Especially because Tom Hanks was almost in this movie. So it, it kind of felt like a... They should have done it. So then they could have had three 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 movies together well, because they did you've got mail oh i see what you mean yeah. i thought you meant that we would do three no it would have been yeah. Holy... If yeah they could have got to four i would have said we should have done it <laughs> and just, just did all four of the meg ryan yeah. nora efron tom hanks yeah. month maybe they can do two more still you know yeah well nora efron's dead so <sighs> she can't write it but the, you know but rob reiner could direct another tom hanks meg ryan vehicle yeah. Make Did it, Rob Ryan make it a franchise? Direct You've Got Mail? No. Okay. No. It was uh It was Nora. Nora directed it? Yeah, she directed and wrote uh You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Co-directed by James Cameron. 
<laughs> not not accurate. <laughs> Scott anyway. looked right. I had to believe him. He, his, his eyes were so earnest. <laughs> to get back to the movie, um, yeah, I just think it's it's really funny. I really like the characters. I like the the direction it takes. I like that we see these characters kind of grow and like develop a relationship that takes like a decade for them before they get together. Mm-hmm. And then it's not this sappy like they looked into each other's eyes and were instantly in love. Um, I love that it takes place in New York and it like. I mean, obviously, like, over-romanticizes New York, but, like, that's just fun as someone who loves New York, and just, it's a beautiful movie to watch. Um, yeah, that's why I picked it. Well, I uh, I also want to say, I want to give a little bit of, like, uh, recommendation outside of this, um, but uh, I just watched yesterday uh, one of uh, Nora Ephraim's other movies, her last movie, Julie and Julia, Mm. absolutely loved it i'd seen it before but i've never seen it I definitely should, I should watch give it, it a watch definitely watch it it's meryl street playing julia child and she like kills it does so and does Amy so adams great. like tries to make all her recipes or something like that right mm-hmm. yeah and it's so it's it's funny because it's based on true two true stories so it's the true story of julia child's life and how she got her start in cooking and it's the true story of this woman julia i'm blanking on her last name um, that uh, became famous by cooking through Julia Child's cookbook in a year and blogging about it. Uh, and it's her true story as well. Um, so that's kind of fun. It sounds good. And it's like a, it's like a, uh, rather than being a, a romance movie, uh, it's more about the, the love. I know that like, at least I've felt this before. I'm sure some of you guys have too the love that you can have for someone like a writer that like you've never met before, but you feel like you know them and you yeah. love them. Mm-hmm. So sounds good. Yeah. Julie and Julia, check it out. Uh, Scott late bloomer take number one. It's good. <laughs> Scott, a man of many words as always. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. I, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Zach. I thought it was the right amount of like, uh, darker or depressing without being like cheesy mm-hmm. like so many rom-coms do so i i, I really enjoyed it i, I thought mm. this was one of the better movies we watched cool jake what about you yeah i went into this movie i i mean i thought it maybe it'll be a good time i and I, at the beginning of the movie i thought i was gonna hate it just because uh harry was despicable I hated it. <laughs> like from, from the get-go like from the first scene that they're in together and i was like i'm never gonna like him and really and somehow like he he clawed his way back in a way that i like even and i was like even if like whatever happens and even if it's a good movie after this i'm still gonna hate him because of the first scene and i didn't i, I actually i really enjoyed him I, I i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was fun i thought it was funny i uh, really like harry from the very first scene like i think billy crystal is just hilarious I, especially in the first scene yeah but like at the same time I, that's not anybody that i would like to be around sure, yeah, sure. And he's like, entertaining saw, on screen but i wouldn't be friends with him yeah <laughs> and like i looked at him I was like that wait this is the guy i feel like i would be friends with him like i that think makes sense. <laughs> i i feel like zach you are friends with him there are three of him in this room with you right now <laughs> that's why you guys hated it yeah, yeah. hated watching him too much i don't ourselves. i don't like seeing myself in anything <laughs> yeah Jake. not even a mirror you are the kind of guy to like just make out with your girlfriend right in front of everyone and not stop when- pretty much yeah <laughs> you know i think it's funny that you bring that up jake because i don't know if this is intentional or not but uh it, like 
Billy Crystal, uh, Harry is, I, I think really the main protagonist, like we have more of his, uh, we're looking through his viewpoint more than we're looking through Sally's, but the entire movie really feels like, uh, like the viewer's experience of Harry is Sally's experience of Harry, hmm. like super despicable, hate him in the beginning. And then as time goes on, he just grows more on her and he grows more on us as he grows more on her. I think that's another thing I really like about this movie is like they got Billy Crystal to be <laughs> the male lead in a romantic comedy. And he like the other thing was of how ridiculous he I was like, you're telling me this guy's in college. This guy's 50. Yeah, that's <laughs> he looks so old <laughs> from the get go. Uh, but Kate was just like, why did they get him? Like he's ugly like, <laughs> why and apparently they they wanted tom hanks i think we already mentioned they wanted harrison ford bill murray which bill murray is not like a knockout either um jeff bridges like all these more attractive jeff guys total knockout but i i thought that <laughs> I, I wish they would have done christopher walken all right like 50 year old looking christopher walken in college <laughs> boys can't be friends <laughs> with girls. That's pretty good. All right. Now you go, Jake. Are we all going to do our, our no, no, no. no, but I, I really like that they got Billy Crystal like this just like average Joe looking guy. I don't I, even I think he's he, an average Joe looking guy. He's he a, a little worse. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But um, yeah, I thought he I thought he played Harry perfectly. Well, and it's funny too, because he had had before this, you know, really like he had had plenty of TV roles and he has, he had his stand up career. Like that was sort of his like first thing. And, and maybe for him, maybe one of his main things was his like stand up career. And then he had, you know, TV shows that he was on and, you know, then had a little bit on the princess bride. And so I'm oh, guessing yeah. that Nora really liked him from that. I totally forgot he was in that. And it all and Rob and yeah, Rob yeah. really liked well, him. Well, him and that. Rob are I, apparently they were like friends. Like the um in Harry Met Sally when they're watching um TV together and they're on the phones, Efron got the idea to include that in the movie because that's what Reiner and Billy Crystal would do together like every night. They would like just be <laughs> on the phone together like just shooting the crap like watching whatever was on with each other. That's super funny. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I remember like back in the day, I remember like phone calls with friends. It's such like a weird thing now. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like we, we don't do that anymore, but I remember being like early teenager and like, you know, texting was still like budding. Like it wasn't quite like ubiquitous and they were super expensive. You got like 200 text messages yeah. a month, uh, <laughs> that you could use. And, uh, and I remember just being on the phone with my friends up late at night uh, and girls, but like, but also just my, my friends. I remember, you know, around this time doing that. So it's super funny that to hear that Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner were, I was kind of an old man when I was a kid. I remember when texting was first coming out and I was like, who would text when you could just do a phone call? <laughs> You're like, this will never catch on. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to spend time typing this out. And now you do neither. Yeah. No, <laughs> now, yeah. now it's like who would text when I could just not communicate. <laughs> <laughs> I almost kind of wish we still had limited texts. That'd be a great way to oh. just like, hey, you never text me back. I ran out. I hit my limit. I mean, you could get a flip phone and get on a pay as you go plan. 
But I can. Yeah, they, they still, still have exist. plans. That's what that my grandpa had for a long time. So he up had until like last year. He just text now got a smartphone. He had zero text month. He got charged twenty five cents for every text. <laughs> <laughs> That's bonkers. <laughs> so that was him that was his situation. No what was happening? That was his situation in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> AD. That's the year <laughs> of our Lord. AD. The year of our Lord, 2019. Oof. All right. Well, I I was also a late bloomer on this, and I, I understand why you were shocked by that, Zach. This seems like a movie I, I would have seen before. I just never got around to it. And uh watching it, I was I was really kicking myself that I was late to the game. It it was I loved it. I think it was my favorite rom com I've ever seen. Um, mostly because I felt like it uh, it handled maybe more of a real world romance, uh, like something that would happen more in real life. Scott's making eyes at me like I'm crazy. No, no okay, it's because you said real world. Oh, <laughs> uh, real life, more of a real life, uh, like a, a love story. Um, but I, I, I think the thing I loved the most was how they contrasted. Uh, Harry and Sally's romance with these other yeah, stories yeah. that were complete opposite, but that were like, maybe they were all older people that it was maybe like outmoded, you know, like a lot of like arranged marriage type situations or, you know, it, he was the only guy in town and, you know, yeah, uh, like just very like uh, outmoded. And so it like kind of presented Harry and Sally's romance as like the, the, the romance of the 20th century or the 20, mm. the upcoming 21st century um, and how that's different from the generation and generations prior. And I really loved how they like put, put those two things up against each other for us because I feel like even from then to now, like romance and how relationships start has changed so drastically, um, you know, from 1989 until, you know, now 2020, 2021 2021 uh everything's everything's changed so drastically and i feel like so often like we hear uh you know we hear our parents we hear our grandparents sort of talking about like oh well you know back in my day you know almost in a way that like we're doing things wrong yeah and i just like that it it showed a romance in a way kind of saying like it really doesn't matter how you get there uh it's going to be different for everybody and it's going to be different throughout the generations, and that's okay. And I like that a lot. So, yeah. I wasn't expecting all of us to like be so into this movie. That's I, like really cool. Yeah, I I think uh, I think all of our picks for this month are going to be more or less well received. <laughs> we'll see. I got an eye from across the table. <laughs> you also had one burrowing uh, a, a hole in the back of your head. Everybody's mad at me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I expected it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, in rather than kind of spending, I think, you know, last season, uh, we were just kind of trying to figure things out as we go. And we want to try and experiment with new, like, modes of moving through this. And so we're going to kind of, like, pair out the a little bit of the the like plot by plot synopsis uh because you know i i think that for the most part if you're listening to this you probably have seen the movie and probably have a little bit of an opinion about it 
and so we're still going to talk about like plot points as we go. Um, but uh, I'd love to hear your guys's like, let's, let's jump into kind of that like favorite lines, favorite moments section uh, of, of this movie. So we're not doing the plot by plot anymore. I think we're just trying to make it a little bit more conversational and less like, here's exactly what happened in the movie. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Should we cut this conversation that we're having right now? No, no, <laughs> no. We'll just, uh, it's, this is a, dis- a description to our listeners of what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's uh it's a description to me. of what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Tyler and I had talked about this, but we didn't really share it with you guys. You know? Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, uh, <laughs> I like finding out about it now, you know, <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time as our listeners. <laughs> well, not the same time. Cause you know, we got to post it. <laughs> I'll have forgotten about it by then. Yeah. You know, and then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad they're explaining this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to go? Zach. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have, um, I don't know if I have a favorite of anything, but I I think I just really, man, I'm just going to say like almost every scene. Like I, I think the dialogue in this movie is so good uh, that like almost every conversation that like one of these characters is having with either each other or their best friends is I just really love those scenes. Like we haven't mentioned uh, either the best friends yet, but I thought they were both such great characters too. Oh yeah. Marie, who was played by Carrie Fisher as, um, that was uh, one of those things where I was looking and I don't think I've ever seen Carrie Fisher not be princess Leia. So I was like, is that yeah, Carrie Fisher? No yeah. way. And she did really well. Like I really liked Marie's character. Um, Oh yeah. I liked her almost as much as I liked, um, uh, Sally as, as, as yep as much as I liked and Sally they, sorry they, I, yeah. I got tongue tied and they all have uh like really interesting like situations that they're coming from you know totally. Marie is dating this married man and hoping that he's gonna leave like like an an interesting enough to where like the movie could have been about them almost right I feel like it would have been just as good um I love Billy Crystal's best friend Jesse um I love the way that Marie and Jesse falls in love yeah do you agree with uh who do you agree with as far as the coffee table Oh, everyone except Jesse. That was a, that was an ugly table. <laughs> I like it. I knew you were going to like it. I knew that was the only reason you brought it up. <laughs> I just wanted to say I liked it. Um, but I, I love, uh, like one of my favorite scenes, I think, is the initial um, road trip between Sally and, and Harry after they've just met. I love when he spits his seeds on the window. I thought that part was so funny. <laughs> um, another favorite scene of mine is when they're in the museum um, years later and Billy Crystal just kind of breaks into that weird accent. Like Russian, Polish accent. Paprikash, yeah. <laughs> Paprikash. Which apparently he just like just did. He yeah. just improvised it and then like Sally, or uh, I should say Meg Ryan, um, I was reading this in the trivia, looked off at Reiner, was kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> and he was just like, just go with it. And so like they <laughs> improvised that whole scene. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite have, line. Have you ever had a favorite uh, scene? Have you ever had an experience like that where you had to go on a road trip with someone you didn't know? No, no. Have well, you? No. But what would what would you do? Like, I feel like it's just such a weird scenario. I wouldn't spit my grape seeds at the window. You know, <laughs> you know, it, like like top things I wouldn't do is ev- <laughs> everything that Harry did. <laughs> it, you know, okay, so if I'm a college guy 
and I have to go on a road trip with this attractive girl, even though I don't know her, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. Like, that's cool. But if I was Sally, I'd be, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I mean, this seems borderline dangerous for Sally to have yeah. done. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, and she's going off the, she's going off the word of her friend that five years later, she doesn't even rem remember her yeah. name. So obviously they weren't that close. Yeah, I uh, I really like that first scene was it was tough for me where like I was like, it's entertaining, but like I can't watch this and be like and not like, how are we not talking about the fact that Billy Crystal is 85 years old you know? <laughs> and like he's he's making out with this college girl he in, looks, in front of his right. He looks just as old as he did in uh, The Princess Bride. Yeah, that character. Yeah, like they didn't have to like it, it looked more normal when like, you know, they went to being adults. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, he's just older than she is and I can I can, you know, like make that happen. I as soon as that scene is over, I forgot that they're supposed to be the same age. <laughs> and I just put it out of my mind. And that was the only way I was able to get through part of that, you yeah. know. Yeah. I loved uh I think one of my favorite uh scenes is it's right after they do the like they're in sharper image and they do the karaoke oh, Oklahoma yeah. number like right after that I loved that scene and then right after that they're back at uh, Jess and Mary's place and they've either just gotten married or they're about to get no they're no, about they're, to get they're married. just moving in together. they're just moving in together but I think they're engaged already um, but uh, uh, I love the uh, the whole interaction with uh, Jess uh, played by Bruno Kirby, who I love by the way. And I was super excited to see him in this. Uh, I had only known him from city slickers and from mm. um, good morning Vietnam, but I loved that like city slickers uh, he and Billy Cr crystal are best friends and then they're best friends in this movie. Oh, I've never seen city slickers. So oh yeah. It's that's, it, that's cool. It's a fun, it's a very fun movie, very fun comedy. Um, and I loved him in that. I loved him in this, but I love, I really liked that interaction that, that they had about the stupid wagon wheel table. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, where he's like, you know, back me up. And, and it's like the friends all trying to like, you know, uh, like be like, polite to each side of this argument, but also like kind of like throwing him under the bus a little bit. Uh, and Billy Crystal just kind of snaps, Harry snaps and, uh, you know, goes off about how, you know, love is pointless and it's all going to be arguments and their relationship is doomed now from this point on. And, um, I, I really loved that scene. It felt super, like real to me. It felt like something I haven't had an experience like that, but it felt like an experience I would have in my own life. I, uh, in that scene too, I thought like the, the part I thought was funny was he was talking and he's like, you hate it now. And then six years down the road, when you're getting divorced, you both are going to be screaming at each other over who gets this coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. And, and the other scene that like is like just really cracked me up. It, it was the two of them. Uh, and it's when Harry's explaining to Jess that he is getting divorced. That's a good scene. And they're they're watching a football game and they're doing the, they're wave, doing the wave while he's like <laughs> opening up to him about this horrible experience. How like the movers knew about his divorce before he <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I forget what they, uh, what they called the mover. Yeah. 
but yeah, they, they like gave him a name, like based on what he was wearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and just doing the wave the whole time. It literally cracked me up. I, I loved it. There were, a, there were a lot of times where I laughed out loud watching this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think, oh, go ahead, Scott. That, that was me. That was me. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I think one of my favorite scenes is when they go on the double date. And like, like right before that, when they're like, oh, well you bring somebody for me. And then he's like, oh, she just, she's really sensitive. So don't call. And then they both just want to cu- talk to each other. I feel like, but then the way that, uh, Jess and I forgot Carrie Fisher's Mary, name, no, Mary, Mary fall in love. And I, I, it's I Murray. Oh, it is Murray. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was so funny that like the, the thing that Jess found most attractive about her was that she had read one of his articles. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, you read and liked what I did. So I want to talk to you instead. <laughs> Well, I get that, honestly. Like, if someone, if I had written something and someone was just talking about how much they loved it without knowing it was me, that would really endear me to that person. Yeah, I just, I was, I just thought it was funny that, like, the, the basis of his attraction <laughs> to her was the fact that she liked him. It was also just a hilarious scene when, like, both, like, of our protagonists are kind of like, okay, like, yeah, you can date Marie, you can date Jess. <laughs> just, just give it a give few it a weeks. Bit of time. Like, no, we will. We will. Yeah. yeah. And like both get in the taxi together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right away. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that was great. That whole dinner was awesome. Scott, anything? <laughs> Not really. Scott, Not really. Scott didn't actually like this movie. He no, just wanted to say that he did. I did. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't think I have any like favorite scene. I mean, we haven't talked about the uh, the scene where they're eating lunch together. Oh, oh yeah, the main or the like, most the iconic, most quotable yeah, exactly. scene. Like I, I think that's the one that I I know the most, and I think have said out of context before. Like I remember saying something like that as a kid, not knowing what it meant. Because <laughs> you had heard adults, I had heard adults about. say it, and we're like at a like a restaurant. I'm like six, and I'm like, I'll have what she's having, and my mom like laughs and also kind of looks at me. <laughs> and so then, so then you you got the the look, the the reaction. So you just kind of kept it going. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they thought it was funny. Like <laughs> this is great. I'll say this again. <laughs> you know, the old woman who says that in the movie is um, Rob Reiner's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. And she had never like acted before or after this, right? That was like so. her only yeah. thing. Was it? Did they write that line for her, or did she make it up? I think they wrote it for her. Okay. Yeah, because it was uh, Billy Crystal's idea to like have someone say that mm. or something like that. Apparently, also that restaurant that they said that in is a like a real restaurant you can go to in New York. And on or in that booth, like there's a plaque that says like this is where that scene was filmed and it says like, I hope you have what she had or something like that. <laughs> what, a, what a dumb plaque. <laughs> also, that makes it sound like it's a disease. Like I yeah. hope you get what she had. <laughs> it's like worded really terribly. <laughs> like all they needed to say was just, I'll have what she's having. And everyone in yeah. America would have gotten what that was. Or it's they like, didn't have to make a weird joke. They could have just been like, Hey, this was in exactly. when Harry met Sally and everybody would be like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'd be excited to go see it and then I'd read that and be like, I'm not excited to yeah. be here anymore. I don't, I don't feel comfortable sitting on this bench. <laughs> yeah. Do you, would you not get a picture with yourself with the plaque behind you? <laughs> says, I, mean, I got I, what she had. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my Insta caption. Uh, I'll say again real quick, like an aspect of this movie that I really liked, um, I thought it was really cool how, okay, so to kind of give some context, um, what's her name? Sally. Sally finally like uh, gets really broken up over the fact that her ex-fiance Joe is getting married. And 
they she had been the whole movie fine with uh, the breakup like unaffected by it yeah 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 and so billy crystal is just like how are you not upset about this essentially and she finally like loses it over him and like she calls harry has him come over to like console her and they end up sleeping together and i mean it had been a long time since i had watched this movie so even me watching it for the second time was thinking like this is when they fall in love like this is it. Oh. they're together now and i thought it was really like creative that they don't end up together after that yeah like billy was... crystal is like not into it like he's like just ready to like get home and it kind of like makes their relationship a little rocky mm-hmm. it, that was interesting because as soon as i was like this is a mistake and then like because after he had been talking about like oh i'm always thinking yeah. right afterwards like okay how long do i have to stay here until i can go home yeah you know and then i was like i i almost thought i was like he's gonna get up and go you know and then he didn't he ended up like, i thought it was gonna play into the just romantic comedy you know, trope yeah uh-huh. trope um and it didn't which i thought was really cool i'm glad it didn't yeah because i think at this point they really were just friends and yeah. it really is like like sex between like friends is yeah. pretty much always a bad thing yeah which not pretty also, much it's always a bad thing <laughs> fun, always a bad thing fun fact uh joe who is harry's ex-fiance in this movie was i don't i don't remember his name but he was the son of um gerald ford our, 30, our 38th president which was weird do you think he got secret service while he was around oh uh, maybe on the film set i don't i don't know if uh, secret service follows president's kids I think it's just the president after he leaves office. Super villains uh, out there. <laughs> if you, you want to get something on an ex-president. You heard, it here, you heard it here officially first on Rotten Potatoes that kids of presidents don't get secret service Fair game. Protection. Fair game for kidnapping. There's nowhere else they could have found that information out. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like there are a lot of super villains listening. So, And for the that- secret service listening, you're welcome. We found a, a critical hole in your yeah. protection strategy. I, I'm going white hat here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kidnap. A, I'm not saying that, actually. <laughs> You're going to say I'm going to kidnap a president's kid? No, I was not going to say that. <laughs> How dare you? Kidnap Baron? Yeah. Well, I'm going to give him back. Oh. Just be like, After look, this- you get money? No. To- <laughs> <laughs> Ran- ransom. <laughs> no, just be like, hey, this could have this happened t- with a real bad person. And then I'll get arrested to like warn them. Like, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can do it's it. It's like pretty much they like hack people's websites and to show them that they have flaws. Yeah. I guess, uh, I'm going white hat. Wasn't uh, a clear to everybody here, but yeah, it wasn't there. Th- those people, I didn't, know you I, didn't even, I didn't even hear you. Jake, say white I, hat. I, yeah. I, we were looking at each other. I got it. I thought it was funny. The, those people are called white hat hackers. I just didn't hear gotcha. you say white hat. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but I laughed like I did know. <laughs> I will say, Jake, I'm I'm a little uh, uh, offended by your use of non-inclusive verbiage in that. Uh, 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 allow hat. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> oh man! Well, how uh, did was there any part of this movie for you guys? And it's okay if there wasn't, but was there any part of this movie for you guys that was like, oh man, th- this was really lacking for me? Just didn't work. Yeah. For me, no. I felt like everything about this movie worked. And I actually, it was interesting as I was doing some trivia, Nora Ephron herself said like the only thing about this movie that she would go back and fix if she could was the title. 
And apparently they had a really hard time coming up with the title where like even her and Rob Reiner were just asking crew members. Like, like random they people They took like set. a poll. Yeah. <laughs> like they just couldn't think of anything good. And apparently they still didn't like what they got. And I like the title. I really like the title a lot. Like I think it really plays in well, especially where they have like all these other couples meeting stories and they're short and they're happy. And then it's like, well, this is when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And it's it's not that. And it's funny like because they kind of meet multiple times. They meet That's, years later. Yeah. Yeah. And they forget who each other are, you know? That's so my, like, that was my thing with it. I felt like the whole movie, I'm like, is this when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Is this when Harry met Sally? Yeah, no, everything about this movie works really well, in my opinion. Wait, do you think they actually forgot each other? Well, Billy Crystal remembers her, but he like can't really place him. And then she, uh, uh, Meg Ryan remembers, uh, Sally remembers him immediately and is mm -hmm. like, I don't want to talk to this guy. Yeah. Again. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like a meet, like a, a meet cute again, you know? Yeah, they have the multiple plane. meet cutes uh, throughout. Oh, I did want to mention too that apparently, like um, Sally's uh, like picky eating habits were uh, um, they got that idea from Nora Ephron, the writer. Like she was that way, and Rob Reiner just thought that was funny, and so he like put that trait in the movie for Sally. And like years later, even after the movie was made, Nora Ephron was on a plane and ordered something like in a really you know uh, particular way and the stewardess was like have you ever seen that movie when harry met sally <laughs> didn't you say that she said directly i want it the way that i want it yeah Which and rob made, reiner made like made into the movie yeah exactly yeah yeah that's pretty cool scott jake anything that you feel like didn't work for you no i mean i think even like the part of the beginning that uh like where i was not on board with it it made it it made everything like that worked because i think that was how it was supposed to be where i was like i don't like harry at all Right. And then it just came all around. So mm -hmm. like, even though like, I think if I was to watch it again, I wouldn't feel the same way Yeah, because I know it's coming. But like at the beginning, I was like, I don't like this guy and there's no way I'm going to like this guy. And then they were like, you're going to like him whether you like it or not. You know, it's so funny because this, uh, the movie starts out and Scott, Scott said, asked something about like, wait, what like is happening with this? And obviously I hadn't seen it yet either. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure the premise of this movie is that they're just best friends who like eventually fall in love. And then it opens with them like hating it. And like for the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the movie, they, they hate each other pretty much. And it made me really question like, do I know anything about this movie? Like <laughs> they did such a good job of making him despisable and making you know them hate each other so much yeah and it, it was it, it seemed like a very genuine like it, it felt reasonable that they didn't like each other or like she, she was like avoiding him in a bookstore and i was like yeah i would avoid that guy in a bookstore too you know yeah yeah right i feel like i know we had talked about how he starts despisable and you like him more i don't think i ever liked him oh really yeah like even through the end, like I feel like he took advantage of her in that situation. Like he, he wasn't in an emotional state. He knew what was happening when they when they hooked up on, on that night. Like, got it. Interesting. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like he, I could see how you would think that. Yeah, yeah. I respect. Like the take. I understand. Like she's going through something big, and like make, she makes some mistakes. She wants that that close like emotional connection. He's coming over not in any kind of weird state and he goes with it. And so it's like, eh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's still the same person he was at the beginning. I have empathy like, or sympathy looking at him in his life. Like I think he had some bad stuff happen to him, but well, and I think, I don't think he, I don't think I ever liked him. I think he was always into her. 
Mm-hmm. Like she was like not into him throughout, you know, the first, you know, little bit of the movie, but I feel like he was always into her. Yeah, and there was there's even that that conversation he's having with Jess where he's like so she's attractive and when he's trying to set him up, he's like, why, right. why aren't you dating her? And he's like, we're just friends. But you, I feel like I was like, I don't believe that. Yeah. It, you, it, it I don't was, believe that you believe that. It was something he was trying to convince himself of, right? Yeah. 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 I felt that too throughout, especially uh, after the whole blowout at Jess and Marie's place when he like kind of storms out and she follows him and they get into like a big fight argument. Um, it felt like he was just trying so hard to convince himself that he didn't like her. Uh, so yeah, but I get what you mean, Scott. That's interesting. Yeah. That's my hot take. Would have been better if it was Christopher Walken (laughs) or just the (laughs) character was written differently. Yeah. For no, it just, just that Christopher Walken came in and played Christopher Walken (laughs) when Sally met Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just about the person. Like, he plays himself. Yeah, they, she meets the actor, Christopher Walken, yeah, and they, they fall in love. They just keep having these, like, <laughs> like chance meetings, and then it never happens, and then all of a sudden it does. He's, and like, trying he's to like, get his, like, acting career off the ground. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the same thing, but a little different. Like, Got all it. of her stuff still happens how it was, except for the very end where she decides to get back with him mm-hmm. after that. I think if it would have made a, a right turn where she felt the way that I felt and he took advantage of her. Like she like got him out of her life. And that's when she met Christopher Walken. She me too. (laughs) Oh, Oh. so Christopher Walken isn't in the movie until until the very last scene. And and it's, it's Harry and Sally have met and now they are no longer friends. (laughs) So the whole, so is the movie called when Sally meets Christopher Walken in the whole movie? Like where is Christopher Walken? It's it's narrated from Christopher Walken's point of view. (laughs) And it's in the vein of how I met your mother. Uh, So (laughs) Christopher Walken is, is he's talking the whole time. Yeah. And he's telling a story that he has no part in until the very end. end. That's interesting. And he's detailing the way that another man takes advantage of his now wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's heard the story by this time. Yeah. 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 Sure. And then the whole time you're just like, it really, it really sounds like Christopher Walken is narrating, but there's, (laughs) there's there's no way that when Harry met, when Sally met Christopher is Christopher Walken. The whole time. (laughs) He's got to be a character. (laughs) The whole time you think Christopher Walken's narrating voice is old Harry. Yeah. But it's oh. not. It makes that right turn at the end oh. when someone new. Oh, so it's still called When Harry Met so it's Sally, kinda, but it just, it's When Harry Met Sally meets How I Met Your Mother meets Five Hundred Days of Summer. I think that would have. <laughs> I think that would have won Best Picture. It I might have. So. It might have. So. It so, certainly would have won Best Screenplay. Definitely. It was I had not, a fever, yeah. and the only prescription was more Christopher Walken. So, um, <laughs> how much does Christopher Walken? Like, how how much time does Christopher Walken actually spend in the movie besides being the narrator? Like, is it just like, like five, five minutes? minutes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's literally just that that last scene and then the couch scene. You and know what I would have really liked? <laughs> the couch scene. And they're if, sitting on the couch, like, telling you, like, I and that's how we if, met. If, if Christopher Walken is not even in the plot, it just <laughs> we see him and her on the couch. Yeah. And he's just like, and then we met. Like, <laughs> I, that's how they do it. Yeah, the whole thing has been his sitting on the couch story. I just wrapped Kangaroo Jack, and then I happened to meet her. <laughs> you know what I think it is? It's like, he's in the background of every shot. And we realize, <laughs> like, they flash back, and it's like, he, he was always there. <laughs> Is that Christopher Walken in the background? <laughs> no, no, you got to run. It's like it's like uh, spoilers for Fight Club, but it's like in Fight Club when like like uh, Brad Pitt would flash onto the screen, yeah, but yeah. just with Christopher Walken. In every, <laughs> every <shot. laughs> 
I love it. I love this premise. Let's uh, let's can we make this happen? Let's print it. Yeah. Send it to send it off to. Do you, Rob, do you think Rob Reiner would redo the movie in that in that vein? One hundred percent. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. From from your close I friendship think, with with yeah. Bobby. Yeah. I'll, I'll call, I'll call Bobby Bob. up. Yeah. Bobby R. Let's get Danny in this too. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, what role should Danny play? Danny boy, uh, yeah. he plays Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's not a so Christopher Walken himself does the voiceover. Yeah, but no. Danny boy plays in action. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Yes, I think that Christopher Walken plays himself, and then Danny is Christopher Walken on the couch scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Of course. Does he have any lines? And if he does, is it dubbed over from real Christopher Walken? It's just his his impression. He just (laughs) has lines from Ghostbusters. Okay. (laughs) Like, oops. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever it is that he says. I think he says, oops. Yeah. (laughs) It's another movie that could have benefited from Christopher Walken. (laughs) I don't think, I think you would have better luck movie, like, (laughs) listing movies that wouldn't. Oh man. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into it. We've, uh, I, I feel like we've, we've pretty well talked out this, uh, this movie. Um, so Jake spin up those servers, man. Let's see. Uh, let's, I, they might be a little dusty. Have yeah, we, no, uh, we've gone serverless in the off season. Uh, yeah. Wait, does that mean we don't have them anymore? No, I still have them, but we're not using them. Oh, wait, you didn't, did you, were you still paying rent on the warehouse? No, I moved them into my, I made my house out of them. Oh, you built a house so out I, of the service. I live in them, but they're just... How dead. do they do in the rain? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Why wouldn't they do fine? <laughs> well, if they've been powered off this whole time, how have you been keeping warm? Oh, I, I, I run them, but it's just, you know... Oh, it's, it's, it's just buying GameStop stock and then dumping it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're doing. <laughs> All right, Zach, out of 10, what would you give this movie? Uh, I'm going to give this movie 8 out of 10 Billy Crystals who does not look like he is in college. (laughs) Scott? I'll give it 7.6 awesome coffee tables. I'm going to give it uh, 8 really good meals at a diner. (laughs) <laughs> and uh i'm gonna give this uh 7.9 uh meg ryan freakouts. all right so sounds good so let's, let's uh, see if the serverless worked you know? <laughs> do we so have power at your house <laughs> do, do, you, do you have power at my house yeah, no well, i have power at my house but it's our, our servers oh yeah you're still paying for that oh yeah, that's what i'm saying do we have power at your house yeah the bill comes here oh, okay so uh, just as a reminder, the other guys gave this a 91%. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.6. And uh, this movie, When Harry Met Sally, is a 79% on Rotten Potatoes. Nice. Not bad. We were we were all pretty tight on our... Uh, we were. I think we've learned a lot out of the first season. And, uh, you know, just about like comparing these things to other things and, and we have more experience now. And now we have and, a solid base. Like we can right. look at, look at things and be like, yeah, I put it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so 79% make sure to tune in next week. Uh, we're doing, it's still in our top hundred movies. <laughs> it is still in our top 100 <laughs> movies. It is. That's correct. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. I don't know if it deserves top hundred movies. 
It's, it's in our top hundred movies all time so far. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Along with every single movie we've done, yeah. Yeah. we've ever done. Along with Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I was gonna say, can and we? Child's Play. <laughs> can we? I update, forgot we did Child's Play. Can we update Napoleon Dynamite's wiki and say that uh, it was named it's one in of the our, top one hundred? It's in RP's top hundred movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, what movie did you nominate for us uh, for next week? I'm trying to bring a little culture. Uh, and bring a little education. So uh, I picked 10 things I hate about you to bring some Shakespeare to you guys. <laughs> bring it on. Bring on the Shakespeare. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Scott, do you have any uh, final thoughts for us as we get out of here? Uh, how old was Heath Ledger when uh, 10 Things I Hate About You came out? Like uh, 18, maybe? <laughs>